Hello and welcome back to my channel, Family Tech, where you get all the tech tips, news, and information to help you understand and manage the technology in your home. I don't often have this experience. Well, I mean, I've I have interviewed my own kids on this platform before, but I'm super excited about today's guest because he is a high school student and he has developed a awesome coding app for um, for learning how to code. And so, like, well, just can you explain to me exactly kind of your background and how you got into this and and what you do? Yeah, thank you for having me. So I'm Nathan and with my co-founder Jahan, he's not here today, but we created Codera and it's it's the learning app that makes coding fun. And so when I was in sixth grade, I wanted to learn how to code. And so I was self-taught, so I looked everywhere. I went and watched vi YouTube videos. I did other online platforms, but nothing was really like, like that fun. And it, some of it was hard, some of it was just boring. So I ended up not really going through with it. And then eventually I came back to it. I stopped, I started. And then I did learn how to code. And then I realized that it was it was not being taught in the way that I knew that it could be taught. And so I was I kind of thought to myself, when I'm able to make a platform like this, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make it as fun as possible. And so here we are today. So here we are. That's so awesome. And I love that you've like taken this initiative and be like, hey, I'm seeing like a lack, like something that I want. And and so I'll make it like, and that's kind of where the best inventions come from is like, okay, I want this. It doesn't exist. Let's go for it. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, it started kind of just as a side project and I realized, oh, this could be really useful. Let's turn it into a company. Yeah. That's awesome. So what advice, like you're so young, it's so awesome. What advice do you have for other parents who want to encourage their kids interested in coding? Like, so what did your parents do so great that makes you the person you are today? I think a lot of it is kind of freedom. Like you need to, you need to strike that balance between giving your child enough freedom to where they can explore their interests while still not being like encumbered by you. So if you're getting too much in your kid's way and trying to trying to push them into the direction you want, that kind of restricts their freedom and they might end up straying away from that. And so I guess like freedom while while still like encouraging them and positive reinforcement. I think I think I've I've experienced a lot of negative reinforcement and it's it it kind it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. And I love what you said about like kind of giving freedom where like they might not have the same interests that you do. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand that. My daughter, when she was born, I decorated her whole room in Tinkerbell. I'm obsessed with Disney. So like Tinkerbell, I'm like, oh, I have a little daughter. It's going to be great. And then like in little elementary school, she was filling out like those book order forms. And she literally circled every book except for a Tinkerbell book mm -hmm. on this page. And I was like, okay, I get it. So we changed her room to like what she wanted. But like that totally resonates with me where like, this is something I'm really into, but it might not be what my kids are into and encourage what they're into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that leads into how, although that is true, I think coding can be like, can be exciting for everyone. Like, because it's just so varied, like you can go through so many different paths. It's not just like coding is just this one thing. It can turn into you know, robotics, it can turn into making websites. And then making websites isn't just about code. It's about, um, it's about, say you're into 
lawn care, you can create a lawn care business business and website for that. Or you can, right. if you're into toys, you can create a toy website. And so coding kind of enables all those different interests and paths, taking it to like that digital sphere. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, just for those watching, if you have any questions for Nathan or questions about you know, kids and coding, feel free to pop those in the chat and we'll go ahead and get those um, answered for you at the end of our conversation. Um, so what if like you're a parent, we talked about kind of this dichotomy of like, I'm into this, but you're not. What if I'm kind of into coding, but you're not interested? What can parents do to kind of help them see the benefits of what they can do with coding? Um, definitely just showing the end result. So when I was and when I was in sixth grade, the reason why I wanted to learn to code was because I could I saw these like these like robots and I saw them moving. I actually watched the movie Iron Man, um, and nice. that was super cool. Like seeing Tony Stark program the Iron Man suit and seeing him fly around, and that kind of sparked that passion. Like I want to be able to do that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So like the end result. So like, hey, look at this app. It's so cool. Like, don't you want to make something like that or anything like that? Right. Yeah, yeah. And also the end result too, and also the process itself. I think you kind of have to go through that process to realize how like how fun it is and like how like because it's like creating something. And I think everyone intrinsically yeah. loves creating. So yeah. So that actually leads into the, like my next question is what are some of the benefits of coding? Like obviously you can tap into your creativity. So you can create, you know, basically anything, but what other kind of skills do you think help? um not help but like as a result of learning how to code yeah well so there's those two aspects of it there's one there's like the cognitive benefits which is like obviously coding you're going to be problem solving you're going to be uh short-term memory right all those skills are going to increase but then also there's like the soft skills which is like with any sort of skill like you can get these same benefits from like a sport which is where it's like persistence keeping at it not giving up all those benefits and yeah so there's there's two aspects like the soft skills and then also like the cognitive cognitive and creativity yeah that's so true so with the problem solving skills i think that really helps them in just everyday life you know like not only problem solving with the coding but they bring that problem solving into relationships into you know their job you know whether it has anything to do with coding or not they've got these skills where they could like okay here's how to approach a problem and here's how to solve it yeah definitely and in school like i've seen that like i've always just been i've started coding in like sixth grade when i wanted to learn and i just always found math easier like and also my friends who know how to code like they generally are just better at math better at analytical thinking things like yeah. that yeah totally agree so um and actually this kind of the question i had next kind of leads into a question that we got on um, on YouTube here. I'll pop this up. Um, so when you actually learn to code, what stack technologies did you start with? And if you could do it over, would you pick a different language or stack? Yeah, so the very first thing that I did when I wanted to learn how to code was Khan Academy. I did their, um, their I think they're like drawing shapes onto a screen. I think that was JavaScript. And I did not find that enjoying. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Khan Academy. I, I love like all the other courses, but programming, uh, not so much. And um, so from there, I kind of gave up. I stopped coding for a little bit. Then I went back onto YouTube and I started watching like YouTube videos on game development, drawing things to a screen again, but now it's moving. And that was also JavaScript. P5.js was, it's an animation library. That's what I used. And yeah, that was really fun. 
And that kind of, that's when I started seeing like, oh, the end result. I, I was just copying code at that point, but I was seeing it move. Sure. And so that inspired me to keep going. And then that's what I started with. If I could do it over, um, I would probably do Python. Yeah. Yeah. I just see yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's a lot easier and it's just so many uses, use cases for it. Like I, you could go into machine learning and then you can, you can still do game development, website development, everything. Yeah. So the the question that I had, you know, which you've already answered basically is what are some beginner languages kids can start with? Um, so you think they should start with Python or um, is there a, a better entry level one that? Yeah. So I think, um, I think very, very young kids, like at four years old, five years old, six years old, shouldn't really start with Python. It should be like block-based programming. But I think after right. you get past eight, nine years old, it should transition into Python, which is kind of like English. And the reason for that is because it's like you're, st you're typing and then the act of typing and, and um, like actually like creating that program is, I think it's better than block-based and it's, and it's, they're capable of doing it. And so there's no yeah. point in going back to block-based programming. Yeah. And now I'm familiar because this is what I do, but uh, explain to a lot of the parents out there who don't know what block-based means. What does that mean? Yeah. So that's basically blocks that so each block has like a command and then you drag the blocks and, and make like a sequence of blocks that executes like each command. And um, I mean, that's essentially the same thing as text-based programming, except there's no syntax. And so it's a lot easier to understand. But then the problem with that is you kind of remove, um, the uh, you remove some complexity, but in removing complexity, you remove a bit of the enjoyment and a bit of that um, like struggling and then, oh, and then finding the solution and learning. And so I think that's a big part of programming that needs to be there when you're learning. Yeah, I love that. So a lot of the block-based programs, like any coding toys or anything that you get will all be block-based programming. They'll just, you know, drag and drop, you know, okay, turn left and do that kind of stuff. Um, and then the Scratch uh, is probably one of the most popular, um, scratch.mit.edu. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of block-based programming. But what I like about Scratch is you can kind of move the blocks, but then you can switch it over to the text base and kind of manipulate it from there. So I think that's a good like transition right. um, area to go with as well. Um, awesome. I was going to say something else about block base, but I can't remember now. So we'll just move on. <laughs> um, so you and the, your co-creator are so young, which is awesome. Um, and I love seeing that, you know, because with my son too, he's, he's getting into Python. He started out with, you know, the block based programming and stuff, but already creating amazing programs. So what did your parents do to encourage you to kind of, you know, take what you're excited and passionate about and like, take it to the next level, like you guys are doing? Yeah, I think my parents just never hampered me. So if I had an interest, and I so I was interested in coding, I pursued that. And my parents just really never stopped me. They never, they never tried to direct my interests, but but they did encourage me. And and so, yeah, I, I think, and and it's kind of like a rabbit hole. Like when you start, you start programming, and then you kind of like it rabbit holes down and it spirals. And so I think just getting your kid that on that initial step, and then just letting them go the rest of the path because it'll it'll spiral. And yeah, yeah, I love that. So. Um... What do you think? And I, I don't know how your parents feel about any of this, but like with I talk a lot about parental controls and things like that. So 
is there a good happy medium between like trying to keep you safe and letting you have that freedom to you know explore these codes and things yeah yeah there definitely is a balance that you need to strike so and enough enough control to where they're still safe obviously but not enough to where um to where they're like they feel restricted and they feel restricted yeah and they feel like closed in so um about so do you mean parental controls with like content on the internet or just like yeah like content on the internet setting time limits things like that just kind of all the things that parents do to try and keep their kids safe but can hinder um a mm -hmm. passion like you have oh you're right so like screen time controls and sure like, like yeah all of that yeah yeah so i've i've also had that and um <laughs> And I think, I think it is, I think it's actually useful as long as you know, like there's different types of screen time. So if your child is spending their screen time, like on, on things that aren't constructive, just wasting their time, then I think screen time controls are good, but you also need to keep in mind that it's, that's bad screen time and good screen time is also there. And so I think it's better to transition bad screen time to good screen time rather than trying to reduce bad screen time. And so in order to do that, what you really got to do is just make good screen time engaging and enjoyable, right? So the reason why kids are doing like unconstructive screen time is because, well, it's interesting, it's fun. Right. And so just making fun, good screen time enjoyable. And yeah, that's mainly, that's also the thing that we try to do with Codera is just making learning to code fun. So it's like a constructive behavior that's also rewarding. And I totally agree with that. So, you know, I, I basically give my kids kind of unlimited screen time, but they do have like intervals. Like, so it'll be like, I give them an hour. And then if the hour's up, you know, my son will say, Hey, can I have more time? You know, I'll kind of check and see what they're doing. Oh, he's like, you know, coding his website or something like that. Yeah, for sure. You can have, you know, as much time as you want. Um, but I love what you said there about like the bad screen time versus the good screen time. Cause there is so much good screen time that can be had out there. Like I said, you know, when, and, and parents should encourage that and make it fun. So my son, when he was um, like just last week was saying something about his website and I had bought him a domain like forever ago that he could mess around on. He's like, well, I messed up that domain. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can fix it for you. You know, you could start back over from scratch. He's like, well, I don't like the URL. So I'm like, well, I'll buy you a different URL if you want. So I got him a new URL and he's got, um, and now he's like able to program that and he's having a lot more fun and he's doing, you know, coding and like creating this website. And I have no problems with him, like, you know, getting on YouTube and just like wasting time or on TikTok or anything like that. He's on his website and, and coding that. So, you know, kind of encouraging the good screen time with something that they are interested in and want to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so are there specific classes at school, do you think that have been beneficial to you as you're trying to start this entrepreneur journey? Um, so the thing with entrepreneurship, especially like in the digital age is I don't think in school or in, in high school, at least, there's not really any courses that you can take that'll teach you anything it's kind of just a thing you have to figure out by yourself but right. there definitely there's there's classes that feed into the skill sets you need to succeed in business so you know everything from language classes like english class to 
math class, like all those things build fundamental skills that help you in business. And so, yeah, I've applied a lot of those skills, but there's not really anything that gives you those that set path. It's kind of just like, figure it out. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, I like what you said with like, you know, all of the kind of core classes where, you know, I know when I was in school, we'd always say like, when am I ever going to use this in real life? You know, but creating those habits and like, you know, doing your homework and meeting deadlines and things are definitely things that can translate into real life as you grow up. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. So like with business, I think, or with anything, it's the most important skills are like just being able to sit down, focus and get work done. And so that's those skills need to be bought, like built up. And then that's that ties into the constructive screen time. Like if you're able to just sit down, focus and get work done without going on your phone and scrolling through TikTok and getting distracted and all that, you're going to be successful. It's just inevitable. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of um, specifically your app, Codera, um, what made you guys think there was, and we, you kind of already touched on this, um, and I don't know if maybe you touched on it before we even started the live, because we chatted a little bit before that, but that there was still a problem that needed to be solved when it came to kids learning how to code. Like, because there's a lot of, you know, coding programs and stuff out there. Like, what specific problem were you guys trying to solve? Yeah, so the specific problem was that I think a lot of platforms attempt to make coding fun. Like I've heard that a lot and I've yeah. tried those platforms. But I mean, I don't know, they're just not fun. And so <laughs> and so yeah, so that's that's kind of like the the aim and I think I think that discrepancy is because I think these platforms are built by people who don't know what it's like. I think I don't I don't think they're as close to the problem as we are. So I'm 17 and so I I vividly remember what it was like and so I know exactly what it would take and same with my partner Jahan like we know what it would take and so that's why I think we're set up to solve this problem and and that's like as Codera is right now like if you go to the website we I think we lost a little bit of that focus on like our original mission because we, we took shortcuts and we try to make it we try to build it faster and so we did I don't think we ended up realizing the like because so our mission was the most engaging platform and yeah. I don't think we lived up to that. And that's why currently we're just full on development. We're, we're kind of, we're peeling back features and we're just developing right now. We're not really focused on outreach, anything like that. Cause we truly wanted to just be the most engaging platform. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you guys have such a unique perspective. Like you said, some of these applications out there are developed by, you know, people like me who have been in technology for 25 years, didn't have the benefit of these kind of coding platforms mm -hmm. as we were learning. And so we don't have that same perspective. So I think that's a really great perspective where they're like, oh, yeah, sure, this would be fun for kids. And you guys are like doing it. And you're like, yeah, this isn't fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So um, what makes yours the most fun? Like what kind of, what does that do? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't think this, this isn't really on the platform as of now, but sure. what, what we're kind of like going more into is it's, it's like a, so you're placed in like a situation where you're like, um, you need to, you know, it's like a futuristic situation. Oh, the asteroid impact came, you need to build and adapt. And then it'll like, everything will kind of tie into that storyline. 
as well as like the UI. And so it'll kind of immerse you into that experience. And then the levels will be more, more gamified. So it'll be like, um, oh, this is your mission briefing. That's level one. And then level two is like that. And then three. And, and so we want to more emphasize like, like showing the end result. So it'll be like your code and then you can see the result of your code. It'll just be like an animation. And obviously the code won't actually be sophisticated enough to result in that animation, but it'll kind of show like it'll give a glimpse into what's possible. And that's kind of what we want. And that that's, what's going to spark that passion to keep going. Like, oh, wow, this is what I just made. I'm going to, I want to create more. And so that's yeah. kind of what we're aiming for. I love that. Like, I actually didn't even know that. And I think that's such a great angle to take where you're really looking at it like a video game where yeah. there's missions and like the code is basically what, you know, they do to complete those missions. I love mm -hmm. that. That sounds, it does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of had to like imagine myself like, oh okay, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That's awesome. Um, so as you were getting started, what kind of stumbling box, you just mentioned one, which is a really great, like so intuitive um, perspective, like, oh, hey, we're trying to do too much. We need to scale back. What other stumbling box have you guys run into? Yeah, so stumble, stumbling box would mainly be with, I think, belief, like just mm -hmm. like doubting, doubt, doubts, basically. Yeah, yeah. So going along and then doubting yourself. Oh, is this, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, this, this person hasn't done this. Oh, this, this feature broke. Oh, and then like, you know, all those problems that come and then you, it results in doubt and negativity. And I think just, just remaining positive, no matter what happens, like obviously like stumble, stumbling blocks are going to come, obstacles are going to be experienced. But if you just keep like, keep on that path and, and don't never doubt yourself, trust yourself, trust the process, trust everything, everything will go well, everything is well. And I don't know, I, I think that's just super useful and it just like changes things. It makes everything better. That's awesome. Um, yeah, because the, the you know they're you're gonna hit stumbling blocks and you're gonna continue to hit stumbling blocks. Um, so you did mention to me a Kickstarter campaign. Tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Um, so for people who are watching this later, I will put the link to the Kickstarter campaign in the description. But uh, let me know what that's all about. Yeah. So the Kickstarter is kind of like, oh, okay, we need to this isn't the most engaging in the world. <laughs> so we got to do more development. And um, it's just me and Jahan right now. So we kind of can't afford to make the features that we like, we know can make it the most engaging platform. And so we're trying to raise $5,000 with that Kickstarter, where I think we're 33% of the wait, 33, I think something like that, percent <laughs> of the way there. And, nice. and so yeah, so what that money is going to do is it's going to uh, we're going to be able to hire video editors. Um, and so we want to make like more like content of us teaching and then ha edit that edit those videos. And so it'll be like short, short form style uh, content videos. And that'll be like at the beginning of the levels. And then we also want to have those animations like um, there's a platform called Rive where you can build interactive graphics and stuff. And so I know a few Rive developers, um, they're a little expensive, but it's like it's worth it. Like, it's so cool. Right. Like you can interact with these graphics. You can see like um, coding processes and like how they work by like visual, like visually and then, mm -hmm. and then coding and then seeing like a robot do whatever animation you coded. And so like, I kind of want those features to be implemented and that's what the, that's all going to be able to do. 
That's awesome. I and I speak from experience. I have a very analytical brain, you know, kind of like, you know, I don't do a lot of programming, but, you know, software engineer kind of brain. And I cannot do like graphic design. So I could totally understand why you would need some funding to get graphics going and video editing. Like that's just not the same kind of skill set that like that the programmers would have. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So what can like the what can we do to help encourage, you know, your project, you know, aside from donating to the Kickstarter, which I would definitely encourage everybody to get on that Kickstarter. Let's get this platform. Awesome. Um, and I know that um, you're probably going to be shutting down like signups for Codera at the moment, um, but, you know, kind of a wait list kind of thing. Um, what's kind of your plan for the next little bit? Yeah, so I guess collecting emails and so that waitlist would be able to collect those emails. So then when it the platform is truly ready, I'll be able to release it to everyone that is that had joined that waitlist. And yeah. so yeah, I guess um stay tuned. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be working really hard and then we'll get that out there. That's awesome. Um, and then just kind of on the personal note, so are you a senior this year? Are you a junior this year? Are you graduating soon? What's yeah. like, what's kind of your plans for the future? So I'm a junior right now. I'm a junior in high school. And yeah, okay. I plan on taking Codera, just like keep on keeping on working on it. I truly just want this to be like the, the best platform in the world. And so I'm going to continue working. Um, and yeah, I don't know where this is going to take me, but it'll be good. So yeah. That's good. I love I love your your drive and your initiative. I love everything about what you've got going on. Is there anything else you wanted to talk to this audience about about kids coding anything else? Yeah, so I mean what I would want to say is just like encourage your kids if they have big dreams, then you should also have big dreams. Um and just yeah, encourage them, uh encourage their beliefs if they believe in themselves encourage that belief in themselves, tell them they can do anything in the world because they can. And yeah. That's... I love that. Um, you know what? And sorry, just as like a side note, I had a conversation last week um, on this uh, podcast with somebody who ha um, talks about having conversations with your kids. From a kid's perspective, and this is totally nothing to do with anything we were talking about, <laughs> but from a kid's perspective, what kind of conversations have your parents had with you around technology, about social media, anything like, because obviously you've got a really healthy relationship with technology. So mm -hmm. I kind of want to help parents mimic mm -hmm. that. So anything else that you think you've seen them do or conversations that you've had with them that has helped kind of bring you to where you are now? Okay. Um Sorry, this wasn't in the initial questions, no. but I just thought of it. Yeah, no, yeah, this is a good question. Um, I would like to, I want to think about it more, but so. Yeah, yeah, so from, <laughs> sorry. From, from like, just from like an initial response, I would say, I guess just don't force it. Like, don't, I don't think you should be obsessed about, oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. What should I do? I think you should just like trust that, um, like, like believe that your kid is, is whatever you want them to be like say oh you want them to be informed on technology i would just say just treat them like they are informed on technology and i think when you do that they'll you'll naturally just do the actions needed to make them informed and that's a little weird of a response but <laughs> um 
yeah so that's that's what i found like it, like works like is when you kind of treat something as what you want it to be it'll you'll eventually you'll just naturally do the things needed for that to happen um yeah i i, I think I, I understand where you're going with that where like i like to talk with my kids about it and kind of approach technology you know they'll say hey i want to use this app, the social media app, mm -hmm. you know, we'll look at it. Okay. So what are the dangers and what are the positives and things like that? But like including your kids and not just like making decisions for them, making decisions with them. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. I, I, I get a lot of hate on my channel for um, all the like the parental control content that I have. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of kids that are commenting like, if I was your kids, I would hate my life. We're like, well, my kids are happy. So it's fine. Um, because like I really try and discuss with them these like controls, you know, so when they're little, we have a lot more controls and then we kind of increase their access. So like now my 17 year old has zero controls because mm. I'm letting go as, you know, as she gets older. Um, and I think that helps when you're not like just treating them like they don't know anything and they don't, um, they can't understand. I'm like, they can understand. You just need to talk to them about it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a, a step that a lot of people miss, I think, um, is that gradual decrease of control. And I think that's really useful. So you kind of, when, when kids are younger, they're more receptive. So when you can yeah. instill those, those controls in place when they're younger, then it'll kind of stick with them so that when they are older, you kind of peel them back. And it's still they're still they're able they will, I think they realize that it's better that way. Like, yeah, yeah. So you know, more than they know when they're little. And then when right. they're older, they realize that and they appreciate you for it. Ah, well, thanks. <laughs> um, obviously, your parents are awesome and uh, encouraging you. So, you know, give them a thumbs up from me for sure. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? Oh, I think I said everything. Okay, yeah, I know. I've asked you that twice now. Um, thank you so much, Nathan, for joining us today. It is so awesome to see kids like you becoming entrepreneurs, creating amazing products. And um, I just really want to encourage your development and, and encourage um, Codera because it sounds like it would be a really fun platform. I'm excited for my 13-year-old to get on board. So um, very exciting all around. So thank you so much for taking your time out of your day and joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up here and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.